Joining us today on this very special edition of the Aldonzo and D Show, we have Senator Mitch McConnell is in the studio with us. Mitch, how are you doing? It sounds like you're doing better than you were yesterday. What are your plans to end the war in Ukraine? Mitch, what are your thoughts on the criticisms of the Maui wildfire response? Whoa, an unannounced Joe Biden just came into the studio. Coming at you from the Skyhammer Studios here on Cities 92.9, this is the Eldonzo and D Show. You have insanity in my earpiece. I'm Eldonzo. Uh, I'm Dees. And happy Saturday morning to everybody out there listening. So I want to get this out of the way because I kind of got my uh, my cajones busted last week for this. Dees, how was your week? Not too bad. Uh, fairly uneventful. Nice, uh, nice weather. It's been kind of relaxing and all that good stuff. You didn't almost die from tripping over a cat. No, no. Okay. Now, I've got an old story here. All right. This has been on the post for a long time, but I just came a- came back across it. Uh, have you seen this? No. The guy, it's a headline. I'm lucky to be alive after sustaining car crash injuries tripping over my cat. And I immediately thought of you. Look at this uh, guy. Uh, yeah, I was waiting on This one's been on there for quite a while. But, yeah, I thought of that almost immediately after it happened when I uh, took the tumble in the, in the shower. I thought, oh, now I, now I get it. The uh, I like the way they I, I like the way the New York Post writes writes things. Uh, they said here the freak apocalypse meow accident reportedly occurred on the evening of October 23rd, while the Leicester-based professional musician was home alone with his hairless Egyptian sphinx kitten, Eric Morkami. Well, I don't know <laughs> what that means, but anyway, it reminded me of these. Uh, anyway, we're gonna get out of that. I want to give a big shout out to the sponsor for the show, Enviroseal. If you have sunken concrete slabs like patios or driveways, see, not drivewalks, hey. uh, they, they will come in with polyurethane foam, and they'll pump up the slabs, and they'll be ready to use the same day. Uh, they also do commercial and residential spray foam insulation as well. They're the best in McLean County. Uh, so if you need spray foam insulation or you need, got sinking concrete slabs and you need to pump those puppies up, give Enviroseal a call at 309 275 six three zero three okay so we had a couple guests on the show this morning <laughs> which actually went better better than i thought it would what, what do you think Dees? yeah yeah they were both uh, very personable uh of course we're talking about mitch mcconnell here more than anything else i mean biden has his moments uh every day but this thing with mitch man this has been a couple times he's just been blanking out twice in a month now uh what a, what what's got to happen here I mean, this is one of the most powerful men in the U.S. Senate. And he's clearly the walking dead. In this latest one, you can see when he goes catatonic or whatever, his aide that walks up tries to grab him to pull him away from the the podium. And his hand is pretty much locked onto the side of the podium because he... mini seizure whatever you want to call it like he's just catatonic and it's 
utterly ridiculous that we continue to allow these people to make the biggest decisions in this country on both sides. Yeah. I, I posted a meme on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Eldonzo.D's, um, you know, where you, the whole Olive Garden Parmesan cheese thing. Um, and somebody said, oh, equal opportunity hater. Yeah, you know, I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, whatever. When it's time to go, it's time to go. And it is clearly time to go for Mitch McConnell. Just like it's clearly time to go for, for Dianne Feinstein. It was clearly time to go. Who was that other... Crip keeper that the the GOP <laughs> had for so long, I think he was damn near a hundred by the time he finally stepped away. Oh, was that a uh, Strom Thurmond? Yeah, Strom Thurmond, who uh, who at the ripe old age of twenty one, Biden got to what was it? Vote for the uh, oh, we're gonna have to get into that story. I didn't have that pulled up, but that's another Biden. What the hell are you talking about thing? We're gonna get into that later. We've got a lot of stuff with Biden as well. Uh, but this thing with McConnell, look, McConnell's 81 years old. He has been a senator from Kentucky since 1985, almost as long as I've been alive. What in the hell are these people doing? I, I don't get it. I just I've, they have to do something with with term limits, with with competency, with, you know, and it's got to be an outside doctor that does this because the next day they're like, oh, the doctor in Washington, D.C. said he's good. Of course he did. Well, how much is a doctor getting paid to say that? Exactly. And, and at this point, yeah, conspiracy theories, everybody's getting paid. No, I believe it. I believe it. there's no other reason anybody would want to continue to be a senator unless you're making tons of money. And I can't recall off the top of my head exactly what a senator's salary is. It's like a hundred and, I don't know, probably 170000 It's under, I, I want to say, yeah, we looked it up. It's it's in the 150 to 175 range. Nothing, it isn't like life-changing money. Um, I mean, it's it's good No, money. they're getting don't, kickbacks. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, what does he make every year? Probably fifty million when you consider stocks, investments, and under the table stuff that is basically masked to look legit when we all know that it's not. And Lobbyists, it, all that stuff. And his wife, I, I believe her name is Elaine Chow, has been in bed with the Chicoms her whole life. Yeah, and of course she's been on the board. I think it was Bank of America. So, yeah, you can't tell me that these people have been in office for 40 years or 50 years or in some case 60 years, mm -hmm. and they're just doing it because they love their country anymore because I don't believe it. But no, hell no. There's no way they do. They've been bought and sold. It's the rhinos. It's the establishment. We're not talking about these uh, young up-and-comers. We're not talking Yet. about Trumps. Yeah. Okay? We're not talking about Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, who knows? He'd have to actually hold office for me to judge him. But he said some stuff about cutting off aid to Israel, which I want to get to also that I missed from the debates. I guess that was in the in the debates and I completely missed it. So we want to get into some stuff about Vivek Ramaswamy. And of course, we've got some poll numbers coming out with real, real clear politics that we're going to go over and show you just how good the Republican candidates are doing and just how good the Democrat candidates are doing. Of course, the biggest one there being uh, RJK Jr., who's mm -hmm. actually, I think, holding at 13 or 14 percent which is pretty impressive considering he's running against an incumbent. So we'll have to see how that goes. We've also got a lot of uh, celebrities coming out who were liberal. I, they still are liberal, don't get me wrong, but putting their support towards RJK. And, of course, his big thing is the vaccine. Yeah. He's anti-vax. So I think a lot of these people are starting to wake up here. But let's get back to the Mitch McConnell thing. I've got the audio pulled up. I believe it's the correct one. And if it's not the correct one, you still need to hear it anyway because it's damn scary, uh, if you ask me. So this is 
Which day was this? This was just what? Just a few days ago. Just a few days ago this happened. I believe it was Wednesday, if I off the top of my yes, head. Yes, I believe you're correct. So this is, I believe it was Wednesday. Let's go ahead and roll audio. You don't, folks, you don't need to see it. You can just hear it. It's bad. It was Wednesday. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. Now, he was just asked, what are his thoughts about running for re-election in, I think it was 20, 26. 2026. And let's get back to it. That's what he asked him. That's right. Nothing. Blank. Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? Yes. You just said yes. Faintly. All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Senator. Answer the question, Faint. old man. Uh, and he's just blank. He's just being handled at yeah, this point. He doesn't. So that audio just ended. And she tries to grab him i think she was going to walk him away from the podium but he was like deadlocked with a grip on that podium he couldn't move he was basically catatonic uh i'm surprised he managed to muster up that yes you know when he heard the question but then he he couldn't he was struggling it's yeah when he said yes it's almost like he didn't know where he was at yeah and the doctor that they talked to that that cleared him to return to work basically said well it's the effects of the concussion that he sustained uh, whatever, four or five months ago, he fell down. They, he had a concussion. Like, okay, so no, wait, wait. Let's say the doctor's right, and he hit his head so damn hard that he's just blanking out. I don't care. Get him out of office. Get him out. Yeah. You know, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, had a good one to this. She was saying, "Shame on the families. It should be a shame for propping this guy up there, just like Joe Biden's family should be a yeah. shame." But Again, those people, these people, feel no shame. They I, have no shame. I don't care what side of the political fence that they're on. <laughs> you have to understand these are the people that will decide whether or not we go to war when it's time. Congress yes. has to approve us going to war. And you're going to put that decision in the hands of people like Mitch McConnell, Diane Feinstein, and these invalids basically that are propped up with a stick and they're going to send your kids to die. You know, they, they wanted to, Nancy Pelosi wanted to keep the nuclear codes out of Donald Trump's hands. She wanted to change that to where the president didn't have the ability to launch a nuclear warhead. Okay, they kept claiming that Donald Trump wasn't fit mentally to be in office. Do you remember all this? Mm-hmm. They were freaking out. We need to do the 25th Amendment. He's lost his mind. He's not got his wits about him. Whenever you hear Donald Trump talk now, he sounds he's like 100 miles an hour. He's sharp. He's on it. Where are these people at? That while he was in office, wanted him removed from office because he wasn't cognitively fit to do the job. And said that Ronnie Jackson, which was his doctor, was lying for him. Where are these people at now? No, crickets. Too busy holding up walking stiffs like... Yeah, it's like weekend at Bernie's in in our government. The world's going to hell in a handbag. But we've got some other stuff we're going to get into on the show. Alice Cooper pissed a lot of people off, and he didn't seem to be backing down, but Carlos Santana did. We're going to talk about the Nashville shooter and the recent shooting down in Florida. Compare those and try to figure out why in the hell one manifesto has been released so soon and one hasn't. That's weird. That's very weird. All this and more when we come back from a short commercial massages right here on Cities 92.9. This is the Eldonzo and D Show.
Welcome back to the El Donzo and D Show right here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm not D's. I'm not El Donzo. And here we are back again for segment two of the show. We got some spillover from the first segment. We were talking about Biden. We were talking about McConnell and how these swamp creatures are allowed to stay in office and how we at this point think it's wrong. So the whole question over term limits wasn't something when I was younger that I'd say I really got into. It was, eh, I don't care, you yeah, whatever. But when I was younger, you got to remember something, and you as well and most other people, we weren't as engaged in politics as we are now. No. We weren't as fired up as we are now because back when we were younger, politics was just we didn't care. I mean, we cared. Don't get me wrong. But it was so painted with a broad brush. Everybody was all the same in politics. You had Democrats and you had Republicans. And if you were on the right, you always voted for Republicans. You loved all Republicans. It doesn't matter who it was. If you were on the left, you loved all Democrats. If you were in the middle, you hated everybody. It was pretty, that was that, was that simple, was it not? Yeah, that, yeah. Either you're right, left, or you didn't give a sticks about anything. Yep. But now that we have seen all this stuff get exposed, now I don't like technology too much. I like it and I don't like it. And we talked about a picture of some young, uh, some some young lady that you showed me. It was on Facebook. You know, the, the picture she puts up there, it looks gorgeous. And then you see her in person. Oh, yeah. And yeah, she's yeah. a beached whale. All right. <clears throat> So we've talked about that and how technology, we think there's too much technology. It's ruining our lives. It's ruining our children's lives, uh, the youth. But the one good thing about technology is you almost can't, you, you almost cannot keep anything from getting out at this point. These, would you agree? Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's, there's no secrets anymore. It, it all comes to light. Um, social media is the bane of our existence. Um, I mean, we've seen people that, tweeted something when they were 16 get their lives ruined when they're in their mid-20s and 30s but the but the good thing is it goes for both sides now so at least there's some does it though well (laughs) i mean look there's stuff that we can see that political leaders have said that 20 years ago we'd never know about true so my uncle when i was when i was a kid used to tell me because i used to get into mischief all the time okay imagine that el donzo getting into mischief right he used to tell me, he says, always be careful. It doesn't matter how dark it is, what time of the night it is. Somebody's always got up to take a leak and is looking out their bathroom window. I.e., you've always got eyes on you. Everything you do, it's almost impossible to get away with anything anymore. And think about technology now. That was when I was a kid. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have social media. We didn't have cameras in our pockets. So now to get away with anything or to cover something up, uh, whether it's a slip up or a crime is nearly impossible unless you've got the federal government on your I side. I was going to say if you got the federal government on your, cause they do it with impunity now, don't they? They just, they're just blatantly breaking the laws. Sure. seems that way. And you know, Hunter Biden, there's another story coming out with him. We're going to get to, hopefully we can get to all this. I mean, there's a lot of news and we say it almost every week on this show. That's a heavy news week. But when you have this much corruption, you know, we're looking at world war three which we have to talk about that as well, because that's getting even more out of hand in Ukraine with these F-16s that I believe it's Poland's going to be supplied, but they're American F-16s. Yeah, the U.S. government didn't give, is not going to give Ukraine F-16s directly. We're going to give them to Poland and give them to Ukraine. That it, This is nuts. So anyway, this goes back to what I mean about you can't keep anything down, because I'm sure, I'm sure that Biden's team, they got to be freaking out. I mean, how yeah, bad think. how bad of a job would that be right now? 
that's got to be one of the worst jobs in the world is to have to coach this guy and tell him and then stand back and go, he's just going to fail, and he fails. Somebody has had to have told him not to say what he said in the clip I'm going to play for you because it's so insensitive, and he makes everything all about himself. And I think a lot of people are getting angry about this. All right, we're going to roll a clip. This is, so he's talking about Maui. He talked about his kitchen fire. We covered that last week, right? Where I almost lost his Corvette and his cat and his wife and all this other stuff, which it was blown out of proportion. The, 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 the kitchen fire was nothing. And he's telling the residents of Maui this, who've just lost everything. They lost children. They lost their homes. Don't you think if this guy was cognitively there and he slipped up, somebody come up to him and say, you know, Mr. President, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't try to make your small uh, life hurdles uh, comparable to what these people went through. Don't you think if he was cognitive, cognitively okay, he'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. And he wouldn't do it again. This goes back to the Jerry Sandusky thing. I, I relate a lot of stuff to Jerry Sandusky. How many times did he get popped with underage kids? How many times did what, Paterno probably say something to him? If I you remember, Jerry Sandusky was... I don't was, know that Paterno ever did say anything to him. He may not have, but it was Penn State, right? Yeah. So Jerry Sandusky, the uh, what was he, the youth coach? How did that work out? No, he was on the staff. But he was, he was a on the state coach. I don't. Yeah, but he was exposed to a lot of young children, or exposed himself to them, should I say? Anyway, Jerry Sandusky came out over the years after he went to prison for molesting children. Was told repeatedly, "You're in the shower with this kid. You're naked with this kid. The kid says you're touching him. Stop." But he couldn't help himself because he he was innocent. He'd be like, "I'm staying away from kids for the rest of my life. I don't even want to get in the situation." But he couldn't help himself, just like Joe Biden cannot help himself when it comes down to this so here's a clip now he's discussing i think he was back down in maui but he's discussing the maui wildfires and hurricane i i is it pronounced idalia yeah something like that so anyway here he is talking about i'm gonna pull this clip up real quick i'm gonna pull this clip real quick that's a tongue twister isn't it all right roll clip i say why can't i go back Storm's over. Why can't I go back and look and see if I can find that wedding ring or why I can find that, that album? Can't find that thing that I've lost in the house. It's really tough. Really, really tough. I didn't know anything like that, but I lightning struck my house. We had to be out of that house for about seven months while it was repaired because so much damage was done to the house and half the house almost collapsed. You know, and you wonder what's, what's going to happen. We've already dedicated $400 million to pay for the debris removal. Once we get the toxic stuff out, to take all the removal, and we're gonna, the federal government's gonna pay for that. Once we get all the toxic, toxic stuff out, to pay, pay for the removal, he sounds like Kamala Harris. He was so into making that about himself that he completely flubbed the rest of it. <laughs> so, yeah. How much I, lightning hit his house? I it couldn't have been that. Don't you think you would have heard about this on the news? Yeah. If his house was destroyed, he's lying. He's lying. Just like, oh, Joey, those two men are in love. That's why they're kissing, and it's the 1950s, and they're doing it in public lightning. because they're in love. But a lot of the buildings he's talking about passing in this story didn't even, weren't even built yet. He just lies. He just lies, and well, they just let him go with it. Lightning actually did hit my house when I lived in Indianapolis. Um, it was over the weekend. I was actually back here for the weekend and uh, went home that Sunday night. And I was standing out on the front porch smoking a cigarette, like, I don't know, 10, 11 o'clock. And it, I knew it had stormed bad throughout the Midwest all weekend. 
and I'm sitting there smoking and I look over and I see a piece of siding in the uh, neighbor's yard. And I look and I see another piece and I was like, oh, the neighbor, you know, must have some damage to their house. So I walk over to the edge of my porch and I'm looking at my neighbor's house. There's nothing there. There's no damage there. Well, then out of the corner of my eye, something, I just see something. I look up and there's a giant hole in the side of my house because lightning struck the apex of the roof, went down the beam and then blew out the side of my attic. Okay, well, what Joe Biden is referring to is a white-collar issue. He's got insurance. His McMansion got struck by lightning. I don't care if there's a hole in it, and I don't care if it started a fire. You know, this guy probably ran in and grabbed his Rolex collection. Yeah, I didn't have to leave for seven months. Yeah, I didn't have to leave for seven months. Didn't have to scrounge in the streets and sleep on sidewalks, okay? So I don't want to hear it. Nobody cares about this guy. You know what? I was actually in a building when it got struck by lightning one time. I actually went to a church the first time in 15 years, and boom, it got struck, and I ran out of there, and I don't know what the damage was. They tried suing me over well, it. Well, actually, the house right here down the road got struck by lightning, too. But, I, don't, I don't know that it physically made contact with the house, but it was close enough that it fried several of my electronics. Well, point is, it's nothing in comparison to what the people in Florida no, are going through no, right no, now no. or what the people in Maui are going through. One thing, I think we got enough time to at least start this one off. So, everybody's heard my theories about Yevgeny Prigozhin, right? The Wagner Group leader. Yeah. Okay, so my first theory on this was when he was doing his big march to Moscow. First theory was that him and Putin were in this together to weed out the dissenters in the Russian military. And I still kind of stand by that. Then, of course, uh, I think it was just last week, Pergozin's plane goes down. Actually, gets blown up. Would yeah. You, yeah, I mean, yeah. it looks like it's blown up. Yeah, Whether I don't think it was shot down. I think there was a bomb on the plane. Now, this isn't the first time uh, Pergozin has perished in a plane crash. Did you know that? I did not. Yes, he was uh, he was dead. I think it was about 20 years ago, died in a plane crash in Africa. They declared him dead, and a couple days later, he came out, and he was fine because he uses doubles, a lot of them. So he is always on the lookout to protect himself. Now, you can't tell me after what he did, okay, if he was really not in Putin's corner. And let, let's look at it this way, too. Everybody focuses on Putin, Putin, Putin. The people that he, the most feathers he ruffled was with the Russian military and the Russian military leaders. He was never going against Putin. He was going against the Russian military because the Russian military and him got in a, in a penile measuring contest, and he had Putin's ear. And he took out, of course, a couple of jets. I believe it was jets in the Russian military. I don't know if they were MiGs. But he actually got a couple people in the Russian Air Defense Air Force. So he's got a lot of people that have access to a lot of equipment that could have taken down that plane. Now a video has just come out, and we're going to talk about this in the next segment after this uh, commercial break, of Pergozin a couple days later uh, talking about that he's fine and everything's good to go. So we're going to get into that. We're going to, we're going to do our best speculatory process on this and tell you what our opinion is right back when we uh, return here on the El Donzo and D Show on Cities 92.9, News and Talk of Bloomington Normal. Hey, we're back. The El Donzo and D Show here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And in the last segment, we started talking about uh, Yevgeny. Is it 
Yevgeny or Yevgeny Pergozin. Ah, uh, potatoes, potatoes. Let Let's me, call the whole you want thing me to off. Call him. Let's just call him Pergozin. There you go, Pergozin. Uh, so anyway, Pergozin supposedly died last week in a plane crash. Uh, we were talking about that. In my theory, of course, I discussed in the tail end of the last segment. If you're just now tuning in, uh, was that he was working with Putin. Uh, staging this coup against the Russian military to weed out the people that knew about it so Putin could essentially get rid of him, which he did, which he did rather quickly. Now, Pergozin gets exiled to Belarus after this. He It, it was back in, what was it, June? Or no, it was July. Yeah, something like that. I, that, think, it I think it was back in June. Anyways, a couple months ago, marches into, does his big march into Moscow, the Wagner Group, dusts a couple of uh, Russian planes, and sits down and comes to a truce with Vladimir Putin, gets exiled to Belarus, but is supposedly flying all around Russia, meanwhile, doing whatever the hell he wants to do. All of a sudden, he's going from, what was it, Moscow to St. Petersburg? Mm -hmm. And his plane gets crashed. Okay, explosions. They think somebody packed explosives. They think it was a uh, uh, ground-to-air missile. They, They don't know. They're speculating at this point. Russia confirms it's him through DNA evidence. But then this video comes out now, which is really weird because this, the way he's dressed in this video, it's obviously he's in Africa. It doesn't look like he's, he's in Russia, but this video supposedly was taken in Africa previously before the plane crash a couple of days, but this just got released by the Wagner group. There was a video of him in Africa um, prior to the plane. Correct. And this, supposedly is the same fit video people are saying, but nobody knows for sure. So anyway, what it, what he says is, this is quote, to those who talk about my liquidation, private life and earnings or whatever else, strictly speaking, everything's all right. Okay. For anyone discussing whether I'm alive or not and how I'm doing, it's a weekend in the second half of August, 2023. I'm in Africa. So Pergozin went to great lengths because he was always worried about getting whacked and a lot of people wanted to off him. So, this video comes out. Who put it out? The Wagner Group. Why'd they put it out? Is Pergozin still alive? There was another plane that they said landed right after his plane went down. So, it's one of these things. I don't trust anything coming out of the Russian government. I wouldn't be surprised if Pergozin's still alive. Because he did have a lot of people that wanted to have his head. And I'm not talking about Vladimir Putin. Everybody goes, Putin, Putin, Putin. It's not all about Putin. He really rubbed a lot of people in the Russian military the wrong way. I wouldn't be surprised if Putin helped him. I wouldn't be surprised if Putin knows where he's at. I wouldn't be Is surprised really? if he faked his death to, to hide from Putin. He's, and he's faked his death before. He's a master of disguise. He has multiple doubles. They even said that they believe that the supposedly his wife that was at his funeral was actually the wife of one of his doubles. <laughs> and it was a really close ceremony. Nobody from the public could view it. There's a lot of weirdness going on here. But like I said, you know, I, I'll call the same shots with Ukraine as well. I don't trust anything coming out of Russia. I don't trust anything coming out of Ukraine. You know what? You know, one news site will tell you how bad, you know, Russia's doing and Ukraine's winning this war. And then the next day, Ukraine needs, you know, 20 billion more dollars to and all these F-16s and you know, these drones to, to stop Russia. So I don't know what to believe. Yet I keep seeing images and videos of people partying in the, the pools and everything in Ukraine. Like, So, you know, I was talking with somebody about that, you know, getting into the Ukraine war. 
uh, a little bit more than I kind of thought we were going to do in this segment, but that's all right. Look, I believe there's parts of Ukraine. Look, Ukraine's almost destroyed. Now, Kiev seems to be doing pretty good, but Kiev is pretty far removed from the eastern border, right? Yeah. I mean, they're they're pretty westward in Ukraine. I'm not going to judge that by a couple of pictures. I know people are suffering over there. I know the war is real, okay? And I know Ukraine's being destroyed. At what cost is America, so let's put it this way, America's fighting the war. I don't think, at times, Vladimir Zelensky wants this to continue. I would say there's probably benefit if it does for him down the road because he's getting an awful lot of money from the U.S. government. The U.S. government, folks, is the one that wants this war in Ukraine more than anybody else, okay? More than anybody else. It's destroying our country. It's tearing down Russia. I don't think Russia's doing that bad, but it's a big cost to them because they got this stiffy for Russia ever since the Russia get gate thing happened with Donald Trump back in 2016. Ever since then, it's been anti-Russia everything. And I'm not pro-Russia, per se. All right? Never have been, never will be. I'm not a communist. I bleed red, white, and blue. All right? But there's something going on here. There's a vendetta in our country, in our government, against Russia. And we're fighting a proxy war, and people are dying for whatever interests we have in protecting Ukraine, but we're destroying it. Just, just to have a war with Russia. All right? Now we've got American equipment over there. We've got boots on the ground. This is a matter of time before this explodes. Meanwhile, Russia just again threatened to use a nuke. Just oh. this week. Now, a lot of people say these threats are hollow coming out of Russia. I'm not so sure. A tactical nuke. And I'll tell you why. They say, we'll never do it to start off nuclear war. How could it start off nuclear war if they use a tactical nuke in Ukraine? You have a non-NATO member country. Now, theoretically, that should not kick off World War III. We oh, have, but it will. But it will. There's, Russia should have no worries about doing a tactical nuke in Ukraine. They should. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not minimizing that. I'm just saying, theoretically, there's nothing we would do about it. There's nothing NATO would do. That would be a, that would be a game changer. So are we really going to go in there and go after World War III if he uses one tactical nuke and Ukraine retreats. Are we going to? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure we will. Does Putin know that? That I don't know. You might be counting on it. There's so much stuff to consider when we're talking about Ukraine right now. There's so many things. I was talking to somebody else about this. We don't know. We don't know what Joe Biden is going to do. We don't know what NATO is going to do. We know what they say. Joe Biden doesn't know what Joe, Joe Biden doesn't. Do. Let's say the administration. Let's say the government. Let's say Congress. We don't know. They may just lay down. Maybe Putin thinks they would just lay down. Let it get over with and tuck their tails and run away. After what happened in Afghanistan, nothing would surprise me. And we got to pull that. Speaking of Afghanistan, the pullout in Afghanistan, we need to pull the clip and we'll have it in the next segment. We'll open uh, our two up with this of the gold star parent going after Joe Biden for looking at his watch. Have you seen this? No. Yeah, we're going to pull this up. This guy was pretty PO'd at Joe Biden. Uh, point about the Russia-Ukraine war. I don't trust anything. I don't trust our government. When somebody says they're going to do something, I almost expect the opposite, wouldn't you? Yeah, for sure. That's. I mean, that it's been that way for quite a while. It goes back to the pipeline thing. Look, Russia didn't blow those pipelines. They didn't do it. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. There's no reason for that. They have complete control of those pipelines. You know, it's come out that Ukraine did it from the leaked documents uh, that Jack Teixeira, uh, it was the uh, 
Air National Guardsman, I believe it was, yep. that leaked those. And it was on, what was it, 4chan? No, uh, Discord. Discord. It was on Discord. Leaked those, and we haven't heard from him, have we? I mean, he's... No. They he, threw him in the brig. Yeah, he's he's buried under a cell somewhere. I mean, if you look at... And another thing we got to talk about, too, dissenters. Now, look, Jack Tessiera shouldn't have done that. But he did that, and a lot of stuff came out. And if you think they're going to let Jack Tessiera see the light of day, you're out of your mind. Uh, Proud Boy leader, we're going to get into in the second hour as well. That's some news about that that was at January 6th. They're going to lock him up for potentially 33 years. I thought he got 17. Did that just come out? We're going to talk about that in the next. We're going to talk about that in the next hour. I know the. I know one of them just got sentenced to 17 years, we're gonna, and then the rest of them, their sentencing is coming. We're going to pull that up in the next hour and get to it. But like I said, I don't trust anything coming out of Russia or Ukraine. I don't trust what our government's going to do. You know, Joe Biden said there was no way he was going to give F-16s. To Ukraine and this was last year and now what are they doing they're doing training in Poland with Ukrainians on the F-16s like I said I don't trust anything anybody's telling me no, right now no and there's no reason to they and there's a lot of stuff to. and there's a lot of stuff that the government knows that the Russian government knows the Ukrainian government knows that our government knows that we will never ever ever hear it's and I get why people sometimes and folks don't don't feel bad about it but when people go, I just can't even watch the news anymore. I've almost been there. I've, I was talking to my mother about that. She's like, for two days I tried and I couldn't do it. Because once you go down the rabbit hole, you're screwed. You're, you're in the rabbit hole. You got to keep watching it. But I sympathize with these people that say, I just cannot watch the news anymore. Yeah, I've managed to pry myself away. Yeah, but you have to dig so deep to corroborate anything anybody tells you. Anybody at this point. You have to do so much research to almost think you're right about it. To almost think you've come up with the correct conclusion. That's why shows like this matter. Okay, that's why show. That's why Tucker Carlson matters. That's why Rush Limbaugh matters. They did deep dives and they did research. Okay, that's why Dan Bongino matters. So anyway, this is the Eldonzo and D show. We'll be right back for hour two coming up right here on Cities ninety two point nine, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Back the fourth segment of hour one, the Eldonzo and Dee show, right here on Cities ninety two point nine. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dee's, and I got a little ahead of myself. I was called all kinds of expletives during the break. Look, I'm excited to get out of here too, but the fact of the matter is, yeah, I can't, I can't stand being in the room with him any longer. So I was just wishing it was uh, it was hour two. So that was my fault, folks. So anyway, we are in the last segment of hour one. Uh, we were talking about Russia and Ukraine. We're going to kind of move on from that a little bit, though. So, Donald Trump, okay, uh, his trial has been set in D.C. over uh, federal uh, charges of election interference. This kind of made news this week. It was set for March 4th, 2024. Yes, third uh, third set of indictments, and it's the, uh, uh, well, wait, did they set the New York, the, the hush money ones? I think. That we'd have to actually pull yeah, that up real quick. I want to. Get, there's so many indictments. There's so many yeah, charges hard, that you can't. That you cannot keep, keep track. track of. Them. Pull those up while I'm going through this. But March fourth, 2024. 
that's a familiar date, isn't it? There's something happens in the beginning of March in the election cycle. Oh, that's right. Super Tuesday happens on the 5th. So it, you cannot tell me that they are not going after their political opposition at this point. I mean, you couldn't tell me that six months ago. So uh, the district judge, Tanya Chutkin, set the trial to begin one day before Super Tuesday in the heat of the Republican presidential primary calendar. Of course, uh, his lawyers asked for a trial date of April 2026, you know, so he could get done with, I don't know, the election, considering he's the front runner for it, which is uh, long after the 2024 race concludes. But there's no way they're going to give it to him on that. I mean, there's just, I, I look at this and I'm dumbfounded sometimes. Like I said, they're doing this with impunity. Did you get that pulled up yet, Dees? Um, no. Okay. I found that they, they set uh, May 2024 in the documents case, according to CNN and... Oh, okay, so Florida. yeah, so I can't find the Washington. Let's do this real quick. Let, let's talk about the polling data here. Mm -hmm. All right, isn't like Trump's last. Uh, the latest RCP average, Real Clear Politics, which folks, if you ever want to go and see the polls, the best snapshot you can get is Real Clear Politics. Don't go to the uh, five thirty eight or anything like that. Go to go to Real Clear Politics. So I got that pulled up right now. RCP average. Trump is at fifty three point six percent Republican support. DeSantis is at 13.5, and Ramaswamy is at 7.3. This lends even further credence to the fact that the Republican presidential debates did nothing for anybody except Trump. Trump was the victor, and he wasn't even there. I mean, DeSantis is best. I think he was at 16 at one point. He was at 16 before the debate. Now, DeSantis didn't do horrible, okay, but he didn't do good. He didn't knock it out of the park like Ramaswamy did. So Trump's leading, obviously, in the polls right now. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Now, Mar March 25th is the tentative date for New York. So they're doing all this when he's supposed to be kicking off the election cycle. Yeah. The primaries. <laughs> Duh. They want him out of there. So the next question is, what's Vivek Ramaswamy's role in this? You know, Vivek Ramaswamy at the debates said, paraphrasing, that Donald Trump was the best president we've had in this century or in 100 years or whatever it was. Vivek Ramaswamy is such an ardent Trump supporter, you got to think to yourself, why is he running against Trump? Have you thought this? Well, yeah. Is he going to be the backup if Trump actually goes to jail? Is Ramaswamy really wanting to run against Trump? No. Or is he de facto running for him? Uh, I think it's th that and the... I'm going to try and garner as many MAGA people as I possibly can because if and when he gets convicted and they find a way to keep him off the ballot, da-da-da-da, I, I MAGA light. Think, I think there's definitely something there. And then he made a couple of remarks about cutting off aid to Israel and making other people help Israel out, which, like I said, I missed that. Uh, but I guess he's been saying this. I guess he said this a couple times. So that was something that got Nikki Haley juiced up, which Nikki Haley's a, a rhino neocon anyway. And where's she at? She's at 4.9% in this thing. So, yeah, I just don't see a whole lot happening for any of these people, unless it's Vivek Ramaswamy. And then, of course, Trump came out and praised Ramaswamy, the guy that's running against him. When has Trump ever praised somebody running against him like this? 
came out and said, hey, he's a good kid. He's this and that. You know, he just needs to watch himself. He needs to rein it in a little bit and quit being so bombastic, I guess. Is... Whoa, 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 time, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hold, hold the F Look it up. up. Oh, look it up. Yeah. Trump, Trump said that yeah. about another human being. Yeah, I was, I was paraphrasing, but yes. He says he needs to... He says he likes Vivek, but he needs to walk it back a little bit. Yeah, talking about it's going to, you know, catch up with him. And yeah, yeah, Donald Trump absolutely did that. I was, I was. Pot, kettle. Come on, man. You know the thing. Yeah. Come on, man. You know what it, you know the thing. Uh, So anyway, that was. That's rich. That's really rich. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty darn good. What are your thoughts on all of this talk about um, Biden's not even running? Have you followed this at all? Yes. Biden, yes. Biden, a he, he, yeah, he's put out a couple of little campaign messages, but he only has a office in his home state of Delaware. His whole team consists of four people, and his budget is so like lower than a state senator's campaign budget would be. There's right no now. way they're going to run him. And here's the thing: they can't just remove him from office. Then they got Kamala Harris in there. They have to get this done before the next election. They're going to get him out of there. He's not going to run again. So if he does not run and he steps away, Kamala Harris steps away with him. If yeah. he gets, if they bring somebody else in, if they can primary him. No, that, like this goes to what I was saying. Uh, well, for the last couple of weeks, the the plan is already in place. They know who they want. They know what they're going to do. They're just riding this horse for as long as they can, probably until there's a clearer picture on who the opponent is going to be. And then we're going to get the, well, it, you know, my health is not good enough and I'm going to step away and not run. Well, here's something else, too. Now, Greg Kelly has come out and claims he has inside information that there is going to be leaked audio between now and Halloween come out that is going to cause Joe Biden to resign. I saw that on uh, on Twitter. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that. We're coming up at the end of the fourth segment of the first hour. So in the second hour, we're going to get to that. And we're also going to play that clip of the uh, Gold Star parent as well, just unloading on Joe Biden when we come back on Cities 92.9. In the actual second hour. In the actual second hour, right here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. This is the Eldonzo and Dees Show. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees, and I'd like to take this time to remind you, check out all of our socials at Twitter. We are at Eldonzo Dees, Facebook.com slash Eldonzo Dees, and of course, YouTube.com slash Eldonzo Dees, where you can find clips of this show as well as all of our other shows, and... My new sports show, which I brought back from the dead, Hanging with D's. Speaking of sports, it is football season. Finally, I can have something to take my mind off all of this stupid BS that we're dealing with on a, uh, a weekly basis. It is stupid, but you know what? It's Somebody's got to sit down and pour over all of this, and it gets so confusing sometimes, but... Well, I'm glad I got you because I'm watching football. <laughs> we were talking, and we start talking about some football. Too. Well, you can. So we were talking in the last segment how we believe that there's no way Joe Biden's going to run for re-election. I don't I, think I, anybody's going to allow this to happen. They're no. going to get him out of there, and they got to get Kamala Harris out of there, too. They know that. If they think their party's bad now with Biden in it, having Kamala Harris as president, you know, if they 25th Amendment him or something and get her in there, then they're really screwed. I mean, there's no way they can bounce back from that. Yeah. 
there's no way they can bounce back from this. This is why they're going to get rid of him. So we speculate. Oh, you're talking about Michael, excuse me, Michelle Obama. I'm thinking it's going to be Gavin Newsom. I yeah. don't know. I, it could be anybody at this point. But they Newsom get makes quite here. a bit of sense, too. But Obama would also, uh, because they're going to want the, not only the black vote, but the, the women vote. Although that wouldn't be too hard to get, given the current state of affairs. But So when you look at this, when you look at how cognitively declined he is, which we beat that dead horse a million times, we know it. All of America knows it. Nobody, there, there's nobody you're going to bump into that goes, well, I didn't know he was he was in bad shape. Everybody knows it. It's out of the bag. Even people that don't follow the news know this, okay? 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck because of this inflation, this Bidenomics, okay? So he's, he's like I said, cognitively declined. We all know that. Our paychecks are not going near as far as they did back when Trump was president. I think no. everybody would agree with that. Yeah, 100%. All right, we're not coming down from this inflation. We've explained inflation. Once it gets to 9%, and then drops back down to 3%, that just means it's increasing from 9% slower. That's all that means. It's still there. You still... Yeah, prices aren't coming down. No, I mean, prices maybe are pennies, not going to come down. But you're not going to see significant change. You've got this deal in Maui. Everything he does, he just completely implodes on himself. And I think Hawaii... I, I don't see how Hawaii is going to end up voting for him. The Democrats know this. And then we go back to what happened in uh, Kabul, Afghanistan, with the Afghanistan pullout. Okay, we're going to pull this up real quick. Now, we're going to play the whole clip for you. It's a little long-winded, but you have to you have to hear this. Uh, so, of course, 13 service members, okay, were killed in the bombing, the suicide bombing at the Kabul airport. And the House Foreign Affairs Committee had a roundtable to give these Gold Star families their chance and their voice. I'm going to play this for you, and we're going to bleep out <laughs> the expletives that are in here. Uh, but this guy is Mark Schmidt. His son was killed in Kabul. And these are his thoughts on Biden and how this went down. And I want everybody to hear this. It's about two minutes long, but we're going to play it anyway for you. So roll clip. Two years has gone by, and where are we? To be frank, we're knee-deep in bull is where we are. Everyone who held a key position in the military still has that position or has been promoted. John Kirby still sits on his perch, which apparently faces the opposite direction from where all the action was. Lincoln continues to delay key evidence by ignoring delay or delaying subpoenas. Not a single general slapped down their stars, which should have happened two years ago when Biden ignored his reliable intelligence. Not a single person has been held accountable. Our so-called leader can't seem to even utter their names in public, not even once. Mr. Biden has run his entire political campaign for 50 years as the family man. Well, I've got news for you, sir. The curtain has been lifting, and that campaign slogan will never work again. We have seen what's going on in your family, and even worse, we've seen how you've been treating us as Gold Star families. And there couldn't be anything more disgusting and cowardly than the way you have treated us. You are a disgrace to this nation, you have no business having ultimate command over our military, and I regret not saying that to your face when I had the opportunity in Dover. I felt it more, light, more important to bite my tongue, but I also had more important things on my mind at that time, like receiving my son's lifeless body stateside. While I stood there on the tarmac, watching you check your watch over and over again, 
All I wanted to do was shout out, it's 2 30. But out of respect to the other grieving families, I bit my tongue once again. Well, as you could probably tell by now, I'm done biting my tongue. You, sir, stole their lives, their futures, their dreams, and have ripped apart 13 families. You cannot even man up and admit that. You, sir, gave us all the title Gold Star Family. You, sir, discredit honor and integrity. So, pretty powerful. Mark Schmidt's very powerful. That's why I wanted to play the whole thing in its entirety. This is what Joe Biden has done to America. This is, and they know that he's not going to recover from this. Yes, it's very powerful. He lost his son for no reason. Uh, you got to remember, it was 18 months we didn't lose anybody over there. All right? This is what's on the line right now. It ain't just, it's not just our pocketbooks. It's not just our jobs. It's not just our freedom. It's our lives. Impunity. They're doing this with impunity. Biden's gotten out of hand, and I guarantee you they will get somebody else to come in here and take his place. Because right now, a cat could beat him in an election. People are tired. After all this stuff, the American citizens are finally tired. 61% living paycheck to paycheck. His support's down. But you know what? On the other hand, if he ran and got reelected, I couldn't say I was really surprised. And oh, I don't no, mean reelected yeah, this... by the people either. So when you see how much these people are getting away with, all right? Now, how about this one? I want to I want to go into this real quick. Yeah, we got time for this. Okay, Enrique Tario, who is a Proud Boys leader, got charged with sedition. On January 6th. Now, what did he actually do? What crime did he actually commit? That he was there and he was protesting. They want to give, they've delayed his sentencing. The prosecutors want to give him 33 years, 33 years in jail. Meanwhile, Joe Biden and his son have been bilking the federal government in these other countries. All right, just this one, uh, Gateway Pundit. Hunter Biden flew with Joe Biden on numerous Air Force Two flights to 13 different countries, and several times they hid this from the public. They hid it. If you got to hide something, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Now, here's something else a lot of people don't realize. They don't have to actually prove, okay, under the 14th Amendment, they don't have to prove that Trump did anything actually wrong. Section 3, and this is, this is a big thing. Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution's 14th Amendment, which states that an elected official is not eligible to assume public office if that person engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States. Now, here's a kicker. Or had given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. So if they can get a charge to stick on uh, John Eastman or Jenna Ellis or Rudy Giuliani or any of these people he was involved with, they think they got him on that with the 14th Amendment. That will keep him from running from office if they can't get him in jail. And if they can't get him in jail, and if they can't keep him from running for office, they'll kill him. They'll shoot him. He'll, 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 he'll have his own Pergozin plane crash. What are your thoughts, Dees? Uh, he's probably going to drown while he's 
paddle boarding or something. <laughs> yeah, really? What was that weirdness going on here? So anyway, that's why we think there's no way that Joe Biden's going to run again. So something else I wanted to get into. We had this shooting down in Florida, right? Three people were killed Saturday in a racially motivated attack after a gunman targeted black people at a Dollar General store in Jacksonville, Florida, in one of several weekend shootings that again shocked Americans in public places. So, Jacksonville Sheriff T.K. Waters said, quote, the shooting was racially motivated and he hated black people. Maybe he did. He probably did. They found his manifesto. And within days, that manifesto was out. And it was disturbing. The guy was racist. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, I got a question. Audrey Hale, the woman, I don't care, says she was transgender, is a woman, shot up. Presbyterian Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee, back in March 27th. Now, seven dead, three nine-year-olds, three adults that were in their 60s, and her. And we still don't have that manifesto yet. We still don't have her writings. Now, some people said that it was dangerous. They couldn't release it at first. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now they're saying, well, there's really nothing in there of value. It was just rent. Why have they not released it? This is back in March. In March, you're going on six months. We still don't have that, that manifesto. But if somebody is racist, we get to see that manifesto immediately and play that racism card. We get to get these people juiced up about racism. But we don't know why the trans, what the transgender's motive was. Almost like we don't know what Stephen Paddock's motive was. They're not releasing it. Now come to find out that the family of Audrey Hale is now sharing this with the family of the slain school children, the families, and they're working to keep it out of public view. Why? Why yeah, do we have these questions at this point about this? Very, very strange. Like you know, help help people understand, you know, what could motivate somebody to do something like this. God forbid we right. have somebody that's transgender motivated to kill straight people. God forbid that gets out, right, Knees? Zell Donzo and D Show will be right back after these commercial massages. Hey, we're back. The El Donzo and D Show right here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And we're going to kind of go off the beaten path here, what we've been doing, okay, in the first part of the show. Uh, Alice Cooper, you a big Alice Cooper fan? No. What? <laughs> I mean, it's his music's okay, but I wouldn't ever call myself an Alice Cooper fan. Well, nobody's perfect. I'm a big Alice Cooper fan. Alice Cooper... Of course, he seems weird, but he's a pretty straight and narrow guy. He's been sober, I think, since 1986, 87, somewhere in there. He's pretty straight-laced. Now, he does a lot of weird stuff on stage. If nobody's ever seen him in concert, he puts his head in a guillotine and has it lopped off. He was the original shock rocker. Yeah. He pioneered it. Yeah. I don't dislike him. I just... Like, I've just never, never was a big fan. Yeah, I've never seen him live. I've never bought any of his music. But like when gotcha. it comes on the radio, it's I'm not turning it off. I've, I've seen him live a couple of times. And he's I think he's in his 70s. And he's still got it. He's still got good vocals. He's still got good stage presence. But what he doesn't have anymore is, uh, is his partnership with uh, Vampire Cosmetics. Okay? And Vampire Cosmetics was supplying the makeup. If you've ever seen Alice Cooper, he paints his face white and he's got the black eyeliner and coming out of his mouth and so he had a partnership he didn't really paint his face white he just had the black 
island. Yeah, but he he might have powdered. Yeah, a little powdered bit. it. Yeah. Whatever you know. Uh, but it was an LGBTQ owned cosmetics brand, and uh, then they dropped him because back on August twenty third, he criticized gender affirming procedures for minors. Now, which is seems to me pretty legitimate. We do it all the time. I mean, it's just how normal people think. Uh, he quote, I'm understanding that there are cases for of transgender, but I'm afraid that it's also a fad. And I'm afraid there's a lot of people claiming to be this just because they want to be that. He, uh, he said in the blog, which I agree with him. You agree with him. He's just speaking logic here. Uh, he went on. I found it wrong when you've got a six year old kid who has no idea. He just wants to play and you're confusing him telling him, yeah, you're a boy, but you could be a girl if you want to be. So, of course, truth alert, truth alert, truth alert. Well, now he can't be with this LGBTQ blah, 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 plus XYZ uh, cosmetics company because he told the truth. Now, we're seeing a lot of celebrities come out and do this. Difference is, right now with Alice Cooper, he hasn't backtracked. Okay? D. Snyder also came out, and I think his quote was, when we were notified about the tweet in which this was SF Pride, uh, tweet in which D expressed support for Kisses Paul Stanley's transphobic statement, we were both heartbroken and angry. The message perpetuated by the tweet cast doubts on young trans people's ability to self-identify their gender. So if you remember, Paul Stanley came out about this. We covered this, did we not? Yeah. Okay. And it wasn't that bad. He was just saying he doesn't buy off on it and he doesn't think it's right for kids to do it. So I believe D Snyder retweeted that and supported it. Mm-hmm. So now they're calling D Snyder a transphobe. Yeah. Paul, now, Paul Stanley kind of walked yeah. it back a little. He didn't completely retract or anything. He just uh, clarified, I guess what you would say, but yeah. And D Snyder the, didn't. The biggest mistake you can make. And I think as a celebrity is apologizing or walking something back. You're not going to win at that point. You still said it. They'll still grill you on it. You're not making any headway. No, don't walk this stuff back. No, you recant or walk it back. Now all you've done is is piss off two sides. Oh, absolutely. But you made yourself look like a flip-flopper. And that kind of bothered me with Paul Stanley. We know Paul, look, we know Kiss is always out for the money, right? They don't want to do anything that's going to lose them one red cent. Now, Carlos Santana, okay, uh, this, is, this is from MS, so it's chopped up. But he said in a clip, uh, when God made you and me before we came out of the womb, you know who you are and what you are. Okay. I uh, said later on, when you grow out of it, you see things and you start believing that you could be something that sounds good, but you know, it ain't right because a woman is a woman and a man is a man. That's it. Whatever you want to do in the closet, that's your business. I'm okay with that. Of course, under pressure, one of the best guitarists in the world just couldn't help himself. Uh, he later came around and said, I realized that what I said hurt people and that was not my intent. I sincerely apologize to the transgender community and everyone I offended. Do you know what that apology did for him? Nothing. It probably made it worse on him at that point. So I can't imagine he had too many fans in the transgender community anyway. There's not that many true transgenders. And that's the thing. If somebody really is transgender... That's something that shouldn't be taken lightly. That's that's a big issue, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know. I'm just saying these guys were right, and the only one that hasn't walked it back is actually D. Snyder, which D. Snyder's always been a straight shooter, and Alice Cooper. And they get more respect from us for doing that and standing their ground. But who knows? Next week they could both do it. They could both cave. We've seen Joe Rogan caved. He, had to, he, he bent the knee 
about two years ago. I can't remember what statement he read uh, or said. Excuse me. Now, Keith Olbermann, talking about this transgender deal, which Keith Olbermann's an idiot anyway. Let's see if we can find this tweet. It was a tweet. Am I correct? It was a reply to a tweet um, to Riley Gaines. I got it pulled up here now. Riley Gaines' tweet said, excuse me, let me see if I can find it here. You got that tweet pulled up? I do not. Okay. So the tweet was, Riley Gaines was a very successful swimmer, ending her college Wildcat career as one of the most decorated swimmers in the program's history. She played an instrumental role in the Wildcats clinching their first ever conference championship title in 2021. Now, where was she ranked? Do you have her ranking, her actual ranking? Uh, no, but she was like two. She was a two-time second-team all all conference. Um, like she was, she was good. She wasn't like a superstar or anything. So, okay, she but she was good though. Yeah, she was good. We can all agree on that. Yes, yeah, she was highly competitive, but like she wasn't winning any world or or NCAA championships or whatever. Yeah, and then Leah Thomas comes in and knocks all these gals out of the water. Yeah. All right. So Keith Overman replied to that statement, and that really wasn't Riley Gaines, but. Uh, it was a tweet about her. Anyway, Keith Olbermann opens his mouth. Can you just address the reality and move past it? You sucked at swimming. That's why you lost. But if you'll remember, Leah Thomas sucked at swimming. Put on a girl's swimsuit and went in there and beat all these gals. She mm-hmm. was what, Leah Thomas was, what, 400? So the fact that Keith Olbermann is sticking up as, for the as fact. As a male, yes. As a male. And then goes in there and mops the floor with all these chicks' butts. Goes in their dressing room, exposes himself to them. And all Keith Overman can say is just admit you sucked at swimming. <laughs> and Keep it classy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, keep it classy. Sucked at swimming. You know, Keith Overman just sucks all around, if you ask me. I've never really been a fan. Did you ever watch him? Well, I mean, I, I watched him a lot on ESPN when he was on there all the time. But ever since he got into the... The political side of things, no. I'd... Yeah, these, you know what? These people make big mistakes when they try to do that. Speaking of that, where's Chris Wallace at? <laughs> I've seen him in a while. We were talking about that on last week's show. Chris Wallace is just completely, you know, once his true politics came out, and he went over to CNN, and it was a complete dud. But we don't hear too much from him anymore. Uh, Ultra Right Beer's back in the news. If you remember, I think we were the first people in McLean County to try that. Probably. And we did it live on the show. It was a 30 bucks for a six-pack. Hopefully, it comes down because it wasn't a bad beer, I didn't think. No, it was like it was tolerable. Uh, this is the uh, headline from Gateway Pundit. Ultra-right beer born out of Dylan Mulvaney fiasco now sending beer out by the tractor-trailer load. So, I think that that price is going to come down a little bit. Uh, new beer brand sprang into existence alongside the far-reaching boycott of Bud Light has already surpassed $1 million in sales and can now be found in stores in two states. Of course it hit a million. It's 30 bucks a six-pack. <laughs> Actually, retails $19.99 when it first came out. Yeah, but then it was $10 for shipping. Yeah. Which I thought was a pretty good beer. I thought it was worth buying it. Yeah, no, it, like I said, as a non-beer drinker, it wasn't terrible. So, not kind what, of... Where are they at? In Georgia and Arkansas, they have shelf space now, and they're hoping to expand. So something I want to talk about real quick. We're coming into the tail end of the show, which we usually kind of get out in the weeds about some other stuff, some fun stuff. There are new pictures of the Loch Ness Monster. Have you seen this? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. The pictures were taken, I think she said, in June. 
June, June or July, but she was afraid to it release them because no, it was of scrutiny. Taken in 2018, and she held on to them for this. Oh, long. that long ago? Yeah, her oh, quote wow. was, "This is her." Uh, let's go into this. Uh, let's find this chick's name. Uh, Chi Kelly, 51, was a photographer, and her quote was, "I was just taking pictures with my Canon camera of Scott, which is her husband, and their daughter Lisa, who was then five, when about 200 meters from the shore, moving right to left at a steady speed, was this creature." It was spinning and rolling at times. We never saw a head or neck. After a couple minutes, it just disappeared, and we never saw it again. It almost looks like a snake, doesn't it? Well, in the pictures, no. I, I think it's garbage bags or something floating around in there. You think and, it is? Yeah. Look, they. as much as I'd like to believe something like this, with today's technology, you'd be pretty hard-pressed convincing me that we've never been able to actually see the actual creature with all the, you know, sonar and stuff that they Now, wait done. a minute, these. Now, wait a minute. We've never been a- able to actually find what these people are seeing either. Have we? Nobody ever went out there with a boat and said, oh, it's a garbage bag or it's a floating log. Right. And that's just, it's interesting to me. Uh, there's so much stuff on our planet that has not been explored yet. True. Is my point. And this is the, people talk about space. I was reading William Shatner when he went up uh, in Jeff Bezos's mm-hmm. craft and he got into space and he thought he was going to love it. And it, it made him realize that there's so much on this planet and there's nothing out there. There's nothing out there worth exploring. We haven't explored anything on our planet yet. Really. When you think about it, we have all these vast oceans, we have Loch Ness and yeah, there's probably nothing. There's probably no Loch Ness monster. I, I agree with you. It's like Bigfoot, right? Yeah. If there was a Bigfoot, we'd have found him by now. I mean, he doesn't have, a vast body of water to play hide and go seek in. Okay. So, but still, I think there's a lot of stuff left on our planet. If we don't destroy it with thermal nuclear war <laughs> that, that we can, that we can still, uh, we can still explore. Yeah. So anyway, this is the Aldonzo and D show. We'll be right back here. We're going to take a break, uh, on cities, 92.9 news and talk of Bloomington normal. Hey, we're back. The El Donzo and D Show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And we've got a little bit more Biden stuff to get into, don't we? I want to know about his his aliases. Yeah, it's starting to come out now that uh, he apparently liked to use different names. <clears throat> this is, uh, we talked about the, what was it, John Peters that we found? Yeah, I believe it was John Peters was one ago. of them, yeah. Yeah, this is coming from Fox News. Uh, Biden apparently used pseudonym to discuss White House hire with Hunter in 2014. An email shows an email from Robin Ware to Hunter Biden. And uh, the then Vice President Biden apparently used pseudonym to discuss the future White House hire with his son, Hunter. According to the 2014 emails from Hunter's famous laptop, the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, Idiot. Email dated June 23rd, 2014. Hunter emailed a Robin Ware from his company email at Rosemont Seneca Partners. And it says, before you fill position, please talk to me. Jay McGrail very much wants to serve as detail. uh, FR, which is either for or from uh, Treasury, Hunter wrote. And a response just minutes later came from an email account, RobinWare456 at gmail.com reads, uh, Johnny, call me right away. Dad. Hmm. 
Who could that possibly be? So (laughs) does it really surprise you the level of corruption that the Biden crime family uh, was embedded in that they would have aliases? No, not at all. In fact, this the person they're referring to is John McGrail, who was serving as senior counsel at, at the U.S. Treasury at the time of the emails. And then he was able or was was allowed or asked to join the White House as Biden's deputy counsel just two months later, according to his LinkedIn profile. And today, McGrail is back working for the Treasury as a counselor to the Undersecretary for Domestic Finance. So if Hunter Biden's involved with this and they're using aliases, you know what else is involved with this? Money. Oh, yeah. Because the Bidens aren't doing anything for free. No, no, no. Uh, the, the revelations in the email come after the news broke this week. The Southeastern Legal Foundation, the SLF, has sued the National Archives and Records Administration, demanding that all Biden vice presidential records and communications related to three email accounts. Robinware456 at gmail.com. JRBware at gmail.com. J-R-B. Hmm. Joseph Robinette Biden? Mm, could be. You know... And, of course, the one we talked about before, Robert L. Peters at PCI.gov. The, okay, so looking at the thing with especially Hunter Biden's, Hunter, Biden's, Hunter Biden's tax situation, which you got to slap on the wrist for, right? It, it, Nothing it, yet. Well, yeah, it's not going to be anything. Yeah. All right, it's going to be slap on the wrist. Well, no, actually, they dismissed it, remember? Oh, yes. Yeah, because they're, they're... Yes, you're fo- right, they did. ...focusing on the gun charge from the uh, special counsel who... Yeah. Either yeah. way, folks, it's all BS. Yeah. That, that's what it boils down to. Nothing's going to happen. The IRS isn't going to go after him. No. We've been saying this for a long time. The IRS is going to go after us. So if you look back to Al Capone, okay, Al Capone got put in prison for tax evasion. Taxes, taxes, taxes. If you look hard enough into somebody's financial history and their tax history, you can find something to where you can nail them. Taxes has always been the fallback. All right, for for the federal government to get people. Would you agree with that? Sure seems that way. Sure seems that way. So you got to ask yourself, why is the IRS buying more armored vehicles, flashbang grenades, tear gas, and 40 caliber submachine guns? Yeah. Well, let me me finish this because this gets even deeper. Oh, really? Well, continue. The the SLF has filed a Freedom of Information Act request back in June of 2022 for the records, but as, as of yet has not seen a single document. The NARA appeared to confirm the existence of more than 5,000 potentially responsive documents to the Foundation's Freedom of Information Act request in the email that was revealed as part of the lawsuit. And this is coming directly from them. They say, we have performed a search of our collection for vice presidential records related to your request and have identified approximately 5,138 email messages, 25 electronic files, and 200 pages of potentially responsive records that must be processed in order to respond to your request. This was back in June of 2022, and they still have not provided any of these emails or, or documents, files, or whatever. Basically saying that, oh, there's so many of it that, you know, we're working hard to, to get them out, and we have to uh, handle these requests as they come in. So you're in a queue 
and we'll get to it when we get to it. So conveniently, so they can take their time and review these documents. Meanwhile, Trump having his uh, date in D.C. set at March fourth. I think it was uh, Alan Dershowitz said it's impossible to review all the documents for Trump uh, for the defense to do that. I think he said it'd be something like seven hundred documents a day they'd have to review. Yeah. So it's impossible for them to review those documents to prepare for that trial, but they can just take their sweet time in getting these documents that further prove how corrupt our president is. Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Okay. And and basically, again, it all comes full circle. Uh, It's it's my belief, opinion, that we're not going to get any kind of of information or, or action on any of this stuff until... They have their concrete plan in place, which in my belief, your belief, probably um, that they usher Joe out the door one way or another, whether it is in a year from now when they replace him with another candidate or should he get reelected, they'll ride that horse until he dies, which that's probably what's going to end up happening or, or actually proves to be incompetent, which we already know. Uh, we're not gonna, we're not going to see anything now. One big thing about this, why I think it's going to be somebody like a Gavin Newsom, who's yes, he's been in politics, but he's pretty fresh. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, b- beyond being governor of California, not many people knew about him. I'm going to get back to the IRS thing in a minute, but I want to make this point. They're going to get rid of Joe Biden, and they're going to drop everything. We're never going to know about this. We know about it, but we're never going to get confirmation. And I can guarantee you right now, they need to get somebody in the White House on their side that doesn't have a lengthy history in Washington, somebody that's clean, and Gavin Newsom is going to be that clean person, or it's going to be Michelle Obama. But Michelle Obama being with Barack is not as clean. They need somebody clean. They need a Democrat in there that can pardon all these people. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, The only reason I'm holding on to the whole Michael Michelle thing is because... Michael Michelle. I love it. uh, That pretty much keeps Obama... Right there. And well, I agree. It keeps his hand. But let's face it. Obama is the highest person in the country, not Joe Biden. Okay. Obama's pulling the strings. It's very believable. So either way, you shake it up. Now, I kind of got on this thing about the IRS. Armored vehicles, flashbang grenades, tear gas, 40 caliber submachine guns. They have for the past 10 years. Okay. uh, They have been ramping up their their armory pretty much. 4,487 firearms, 5 million rounds of ammunition, okay? Uh, Why have they been building this up? They're not going after these people. They're not going after Hunter Biden. They're going to go after us. They're weaponizing the IRS. Why do they need... I I just don't get it. Yeah, I, I can't understand it either. Actually, I do understand it. That's what they're doing. So all these people are skating, and they're weaponizing the IRS. All you got to do is just not pay your bills. Is IRS going to come in with, with armed federal agents and knock your door down because you didn't give them your money? Yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's how they're going to do it. When they cannot get you on a legit charge, that's when the IRS comes in. They go through your tax history like you're getting a colonoscopy, and the next thing you know, you're being thrown in the D.C. gulag. Yeah, which we had another story of the an FBI early morning raid that ended up killing a disabled vet. Oh, I was unaware of that one. Do you have that pulled up? 
Yeah, again, this coming from uh, Fox. Theodore Destler, I believe is his name, his family believes the Tennessee veteran was unarmed when FBI agents shot him dead. Uh, the family of a disabled veteran that FBI agents killed during a pre-dawn raid is demanding answers, answers, saying law enforcement hasn't justified the raid or explained why uh, he was shot. An FBI SWAT team descended on the Henderson, Tennessee home belonging to Destler's mother, August 16th. About 15 minutes later, the 45-year-old veteran was shot dead. And they say it was a senseless act, his brother says. Teddy was a 100% disabled veteran. He had problems. He had severe PTSD. He had depression. Was getting help for it, but this was senseless. They, yeah, they are literally whacking people that disagree with them. Look, pre-dawn raids one thing when you've got gang members. Pre-dawn raids one thing when you've got uh, extreme militia that's plotting to kill people. A pre-dawn raid for well, I can't remember the last gentleman's name they got. Who was what? This who's seventy-three? Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. They're doing pre-dawn raids on these people. They're harmless. Call up the local police department and say, hey, we need to talk to these people. Get them to come out. Get them to meet you. This is just ignorant. All right, coming up, we're on the tail end of the show. we got one more segment right after these commercial messages on Cities 92.9. Hey, we're back. The El Donzo and D Show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And, and I think I got a cold or something, man. My nose is, is itching. Yeah. Real quick, I uh, just wanted to clarify uh, the man that we were talking about. Basically, what we're hearing or what they're saying is that he was a, uh, earlier this year, he was arrested as a suspect following a gas station stabbing in a nearby town. Okay. And, and that's literally all the reasons that we have heard thus far that the FBI and SWAT team would raid his house Whoa, at 6 o'clock in the morning. Well, let me get this straight. The, he was a suspect mm-hmm. in a gas station stabbing mm-hmm. in a nearby town. Mm-hmm. So the FBI did a pre-dawn raid on his house. Yes. BS. With, with full SWAT team. Uh, his mother answered the door. She asked what they wanted. They said, none of, none of your business. <coughs> and the family's claiming he was not armed when he was shot and there's no obviously no no footage um because the fbi and swat teams don't wear body cams so they don't have to they don't have to follow the rules that everybody else has to follow yep. so this because of the federal government the family is is considering a lawsuit civil suit but that'll probably get smacked down anyway, what you're so. seeing right now folks is the federal government the fbi is becoming the federal police department is really what's going on here why do you think they're making it so difficult for people to become police officers nowadays? Mm-hmm. So either they're going to let immigrants or people that are applying for citizenship become police officers if they're here on a green card, if they're here legally, because that's one way to control it. Or they want to get rid of American citizens that are patriots becoming police officers. Yep. Either they're going to have that or they're going to have a federal police force, which is shaping up. That's what it is. Now, I'm sure more news is going to come out of this, but if they just ran in there and dropped the guy... It's a, it's a hit squad for the federal government at that point. We probably won't hear any more about this. No, we won't because it's federal government. They can mm-hmm. do whatever they want whenever they want. So some lighthearted news. Okay, we're talking about flashbangs and the IRS getting armed up. Man who ordered mobile phone online gets grenade in mail instead. What? A, yes. 
Yes, a man in Mexico ordered a smartphone, was flabbergasted. This is coming from the New York Post. They got great stuff. Was flabbergasted after he received a bomb in the mail. The identified customer claimed that he'd ordered the communications tool from an online store to his house in Leon, Guanajuato. I, Guanajuato, I probably just messed that up. When the package arrived last Monday, the man's mother took it inside and put it on the kitchen table. Little did he know, his smartphone was actually a smart bomb. The aspiring phone owner opened a parcel to receive that it contained a fragmentation grenade. Check that out. Nice. I mean, that's... How in the hell do you mix that up? I have no idea. And I believe it's a real grenade, too. So, anyway, it was one of those things. We got a couple stories here. Did you have anything you wanted to go through before I get to this one? Yeah, I got a couple things. All right, hit it. Pentagon. You want to talk about smoke screens? Here you oh, go. Oh, yeah, let's have it. The Pentagon is to release declassified UFO photos, videos, and reports on a new website. They call it the one-stop shop for publicly available information on unidentified anomalous phenomena, or a UAPs. Uh, Pentagon Thursday announced the launch of a new website for the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, which will provide the public with declassified information about UFOs or what the government calls unidentified anonymous anonymous ph- yeah, phenomena today junior right <coughs> basically what they're doing is they're releasing this website and i've already been to it they have a few videos of stuff that we've already seen uh, no pictures or anything like that nothing new is on there as of yet and i don't anticipate i think this is a smoke screen it is to uh to basically get everybody off the trail of the uh david grush testimony that we saw back in july well, saying that people have been killed over what they knew and that the, we have bodies. and Not only that, but it's shiny. It's it's not Joe Biden. It's not Hunter Biden. It's not what they're doing too, to yeah, Trump. That too. You know, I believe that there's UFOs. I believe that there's aliens. I do. But I don't believe they're releasing this just to be nice. Yep. I don't believe they're doing this because they want the American people to know. They pr- there's probably so much going on with this that there's, like I said, there's so much stuff we don't know that they're holding back. You got to remember something. FOIA. They do that to be nice. They don't have to release anything. It's yep. the federal government. They can do whatever the hell they want to do. So, some more distraction. I, I, we got to get this up. We got to get this up on Facebook page because I didn't believe this was real at first. Headline, Fox News. Nebraska man pulled over after massive bull spotted riding shotgun in his car. <laughs> have you seen this? I've seen a still image of it. Look at the thing. That's massive bull. He's got like one of those uh, appliance dollies jacked around up on the door. Uh, let's see this. A bizarre traffic uh, video was captured by police in eastern Nebraska pulling over a driver at a massive bull riding shotgun. The bizarre traffic stop carried out by the Norfolk Police Division happened Wednesday morning after they received a call of a man driving eastbound on 274 with an animal. It was more than an animal. Uh, Police found the Watusi bull named Howdy Doody sitting shotgun (laughs) in a car driven by Lee Meyer. This is, look at that thing. And he's got, look at the horns on the front the yeah that's the, massive yeah so anyway i thought that was funny i had to get that in anytime there's something like that about animals it's like what in the hell is going on with this we've got just a little bit more time left D's. you got anything yes a chess chess prodigy hans neiman has settled his legal fight over cheating claims <clears throat> a u.s teenage chess prodigy dogged by claims that he used <clears throat> vibrating anal beads to cheat during a high stakes match has been partially vindicated after he and his opponent agreed to resolve the bombshell legal battle. Well, he's being a real pain in the butt about this. Yes, he he apparently put these um, beads up there. It'll be okay one day. The beads of time pass on. Right. 
And uh, <laughs> I guess what they were alleging was that he would in, insert and his coach or whatever. Kids leave the room. Send your kids out. Would uh, basically send patterns, vibrating patterns, which would then tell him what corresponding move that he should make. And while doing this, he beat Norwegian Grandmaster Magnus Carlsen. You got to really want it to cheat that bad. Yeah. I so, mean, you, you really got to be into chess to do that. The second time that these two were matched up, as soon as he made his first move, the Grandmaster Magnus Carlsen turned off his webcam, got up and left the match. Oh, wow. And then it came out later as to why he left the match. And they apparently was a lawsuit. They have settled. And, and now they're back to playing chess. And uh, well, that sounds like a pretty crappy thing to do, if you ask me. Real pain in the ass. Yeah, there it is. All right. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And we're going to get out of here and walk away in shame until next week. Uh, yeah. City's 92.9. The El Donzo and Dees show. Signing off. See ya.